Today is October 7th, 2020, and this is Disputes Digest by Tales of the Tribunal. I'm Chris Campbell. Today, we start with the news. Back on September 24th of 2020, the 11th Circuit in the United States held that tort claims are within the scope of an arbitration clause and that the Panama Convention provides the exclusive grounds for vacating an arbitral award. Then, on September 25th, 2020, a Hong Kong judge has refused to restrain Mayor Brown partner Thomas So from continuing to act as sole arbitrator in an HKIAC dispute between former partners at a local law firm pending a court action over his alleged lack of impartiality. Also on September 25th, Vodafone says that it has prevailed in a multi-billion dollar dispute with India after a tribunal at the Permanent Court of Arbitration found that the state is liable over its pursuit of a retroactive tax bill. Then turning to Europe, on September 28th, French arbitrator Pierre Mayer will continue hearing an ICSID case against Cameroon after surviving a challenge brought on the basis of his failure to disclose advocacy work he performed for the state in the Klockna case more than 30 years ago. On the same day, a Canadian construction company is pursuing an investment treaty claim against Ecuador over taxes relating to construction of Quito's International Airport, nine years after an exit case over the same project was discontinued. On September 29th, the Welsh government has secured a win on liability in an ad hoc arbitration with UK Construction Group relating to cost over £340 million in a road expansion project. Then, on September 30th, an unnamed Spanish businessman who ran a business importing gourmet foods has threatened to bring an investment treaty claim against Mexico after its customs authorities impounded and destroyed a container of its products. And our September coverage concludes with two pieces of news out of Mauritius. First, Emmanuel Gaillard, in a speech on September 3rd, highlighted the many positives of Mauritius's international arbitration offerings as a seat in a speech at Port Louis particularly praising the country's recognition of the negative effect of competence competence, which he said puts it in the league of leading jurisdictions like France, Singapore, and Switzerland. And second, following the mutually agreed termination of its joint venture with the LCIA since 2018, the Mauritius International Arbitration Center has relaunched as an independent center benefiting from the support of the government of Mauritius and the Permanent Court of Arbitration and offering state-of-the-art hearing facilities. The Rising Arbitrators Initiative, which seeks to support arbitration practitioners under the age of 45 who have received their first appointment as an arbitrator or who have at least seven years of international arbitration experience, launched on October 1st with applications being opened until December 1st of 2020. Effective October 1st, Sir Nigel Tier has retired as the lead judge in London's commercial court, a role which has seen him rule on many high-profile arbitration-related cases to join an arbitrator wing at Quadrant Chambers. Links to each of these news stories can be found in the show notes. Turning to opportunities and trainings, set for November 2020, the International Law Institute, ILI, is holding a training titled Foundations of Advanced Arbitration and Mediation. Then, upcoming on October 12th, the Arbitrators and Mediators Institute of New Zealand, Resolution Institute, and the Ministry for Primary Industries have crafted a training day for accredited farm debt mediators and interested parties to be held online through their digital platform. For beginning practitioners, Clifford Chance has a job vacancy for a trainee in its international arbitration team based in Frankfurt. Then, the firm Levy Kaufman Kohler has a job vacancy for an international arbitration specialist in Geneva. 
Rocher Attorneys Limited is seeking an associate lawyer to join their dispute resolution team based in Stockholm. The World Bank Group is seeking a paralegal to join its Washington, D.C.-based firm. Finally, for opportunities, Paris Baby Arbitration, a group or a club of international arbitration enthusiasts, is seeking contributions from students and young practitioners for its monthly newsletter. Submission should be in French or English. See the show notes for more details. Finally, we end with webinars and events. There are several events going on today that you may be able to catch. On October 7th, the Brazilian-American Chamber of Commerce presents a conversation with Robert Campos Neto speaking about matters related to the Central Bank of Brazil. Also today, the New York Law School presents the Wednesday Lunch Series, Conversations and Conflict Resolution, featuring Wang Feng. Then, the European Arbitration Association presents the 6th annual Open do Arbitrage 2020. At the same time, Arbitration Ireland presents Women in Leadership, Does Diversity Foster Better Arbitrators? Still on October 7th and later in the day, the Puerto Rican Bar Association of New York, PRBA, and JAMS presents Latinx Attorneys and Building a Career in ADR. Finishing the roster of events from October 7th, Latin Lawyer and the Global Investigations Review, GIR, present Anti-Corruption and Investigations as a webinar. Looking ahead a bit, SEAC's Indochina Academy will take place during the 15th and 16th of October. Keeping with SEAC and looking ahead to next month, Young SEAC is hosting a webinar titled On Gender Diversity in Arbitral Appointments and Proceedings on November 9th. Finally for the week, the 16th ICC Mediation Competition is coming soon and with an entirely new digital format taking place on the 5th to 11th of February 2021. While that's a bit far off, the deadline to enter is October 11th. That's it for this edition. If you want to find out more about any of the topics covered, head on over to the show notes or drop us a line at talesofthetribunal at gmail.com. Until next week, this has been Disputes Digest. I'm Chris Campbell.